You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 214. And we're talking about, I don't know, what would you call this? Is it a cornerstone of the NES library? I don't know if I'd go that far. It's the debut of a Nintendo institution. Kinda. Nintendo seems to fall in and love or in and out of love with Samus all the time. I, I don't know. However you want to categorize it, we are talking Metroid, the original Metroid, the debut of Samus for the Nintendo Entertainment System. I played a lot of NES as a kid, but this was one I missed. I didn't discover Metroid until Super Metroid on the SNES, which is fucking spectacular, by the way. I think we all know that. Uh, and honestly, I I never felt a massive urge to go back and play. The original Metroid. I, I tried it a couple of times and I just get fucking destroyed and I was like, the hell with this. I don't I don't need to play this. But when I was on holidays in July, I wanted to play something retro just to knock a game off that I wanted to cover on the podcast when I got home. And I was scrolling through the NES catalog on my Switch and I saw Metroid and I thought to myself, self, remember the game cannot end without an episode about Metroid. So we're doing it, and yes, this will be the last episode of the pod. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but wait, I, I grinded through it. Uh, it ruined 
my fucking relaxing holiday because it's hard as balls. Every time I'd get mad at it, my girlfriend would be like, why are you playing that? And I was like, cause I'm trying to relax. And she was like, you don't seem very relaxed. And then I was like, well, you fucking beat it. And she was like, ah, anyways, uh, I did need to look up a map. I'll admit it. I'm not ashamed of it. We talk about it during the recording this week, uh, but I did beat this game. And while I'm glad that it's done and I can say I finished it, I can confidently say I will never play Metroid for the NES again. Holy fuck. It's tough. Uh, my guest this week is my childhood chum, Daniel, the biggest Metroid fan I know. He also just finished the game for the first time, and we had a nice beefy chat about how trailblazing this game was, but how soul-crushing it can be at the same time. And we'll get there in just a minute, because speaking of soul-crushing yet trailblazing, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun. We talk video games and stuff, and they're not nearly as long as Metroid's fucking passwords are. So just be aware of that. If you do want to skip it, go about 30 minutes up the road. But before you do that, listen, um, just the last couple of weeks, I've had the occasional person, and it's it's been few, very few, but the occasional person saying that episodes are kind of skipping around as they get 20, 30, 40 minutes in. Uh, no two people have had it skip in the same spot, and it hasn't been a majority of people, and it hasn't been contained to one platform. So I'm not going to lie to you all. I don't know. Uh, the master file of the podcast is fine on my end, as fine as you know the quality of my shit podcast, and I can't get it to uh, give me that issue here. So I have reached out to a couple of support things and been told, just make sure you've actually downloaded the episode, you're not streaming it, because they are getting kind of big um i'm sorry other than that i'm not sure what's causing it i do know people have said youtube.com slash remember the game they've had no problems i believe streaming it off the website remember the game podcast.com has been the same thing but if you're gonna listen to it just make sure you download it and from what i understand that seems to fix most of the problems people have had the last couple of weeks and i apologize i don't know what's causing it all right we have merchandise, we have hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, tank tops, all rocking incredible art that was drawn by my man Joe. You can find his work at 4545creative.com and you can find our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested. It's a great way to support the show. Help us hire some PIs to figure out who's fucking with my podcast. Uh, and of course, if you don't want to wear clothes, and I get it, it's hot out, then you can always just support us on Patreon because for only $2 a month, you get two extra podcasts every week. That's a fuck. That's like eight to ten podcasts a month for two dollars. You get exclusive access to my gaming news show, Game Badge, every Friday, where I look at the biggest news in modern video games. I add in my opinions and some profanity and stuff. And you get expansion pass every Thursday, which is a different show every week. We do video game rankings, console rankings, character, all kinds of rankings. We look back at specific characters or consoles. We do some comedy centric episodes. There's lots of modern game reviews. Uh, this past week on Expansion Pass, I reviewed the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection. I broke down the extras in the collection, how the games actually play, my thoughts on the package as a whole, and then I did toss a quick ranking of all the games that are in the collection as well uh, at the end of the episode. I didn't get super in-depth for each game because some of them have been covered on Remember the Game and others will be down the road. This was more about the collection as a whole, and as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection Review. There's boxes and manuals for every game, and it really does, again, I don't know if it's just artwork and the way they designed it or not, but it looks like they got an actual box from every game in the collection, flattened it, and scanned it, because you can see the cardboard flaps. Like, it's not just the the main cover art. Like, you can see the flaps along the top and the bottom of, like, a. if you were to take the NES box for Turtles 2 and flatten it, that's what this, that's what this is. It's everything. And you can see the front and the backs of every box for both... 
uh, North America and Japan, which is really cool. It also has full page by page manuals for every game in the collection, which I think is fucking sick. Uh, which of us didn't grow up reading those manuals as kids? So it's really neat to, again, you're probably going to only read through them once, but it was a real trip for me to sit down and read the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles instruction manual again, the black and white manual that I read three trillion times as a kid. So I thought that was really, really cool. So that's now available in our archives. And this week for Expansion Pass 128, it's, it's time. September 15th, 2020, I released Gamer Confessions as an episode of Expansion Pass, uh, where I reacted to listeners' deepest game shames, and it instantly became the most popular episode of Expansion Pass up to that point. September 15th, 2021, we did Gamer Confessions Part 2, and people seem to like it even more. You know what this Thursday is? September 15th. So you knew we were going there. Gamer Confessions Part 3 goes live tomorrow for all of our Patreons. So again, two bucks, catch you two additional shows every week, plus instant access to well over 200 archived bonus podcasts, plus access to the Remember the Game Discord, the chance to vote in our Patreon poll every month, the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our shows, and you get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest patrons. Tip Top Tyler, Corbin Flowers, Art Vandalay. I love that. Thrill House, I love that too. Works for me, V. Jiang Vu, sorry, Jiang, if I said that wrong. Um, I'm sure I did. Michael Alessandro, Luke Dariak, Dane Niderost, Albert Talamonte, Blake Hirschu, Brian, Brian Beach, Daniel Knight, Ikaj Tataba. I can see that's Abbott, you fucking. You just put your name backwards to fuck with me. Ikaj Taba. Ace Trainer Kalis. Kalis? Kalis? I think Kalis. James Bergren. Buyaka. And Jamie the Scotsman. I think I that might have been among the worst editions of the Shadows I've ever done. But thank you all so much and welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. And two quick notes. We offer annual memberships now at all of our tiers where you can save uh, the 12th month is on the house. And 5% of our Patreon every month is being added to a pot that we are going to donate to the Stoller Children's Hospital at the end of the year. We're at almost $2,000 with three months to go. So thank you all so much. Patreon.com slash remember the game. And you can check me out on Twitch whenever I get a chance to get on there. I don't really have a regular schedule. Twitch.com tv slash member the game i don't bug you for subs or anything you're welcome to just come hang out look at my dumb face and uh it's lots of fun that's enough blowing myself let's blow some of you by blowing in the cartridge it is our opening segment here on the show i read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related but not always and we call this segment blowing in the cartridge he blows all right he blows big time that's it honey get into the spirit <laughs> Let's blow our first blower this week is Roto Baggins, who wrote in and said, Dear Adam, I see you're on a bunch of social media platforms. Why no TikTok? I'm sure you know that it's way more than teenagers dancing, but you may not know that the retro gaming community there is a decent size and awesome. The answer is probably time, but I seriously doubt you'd have to put in much effort to get to the 10,000 follower range, and it would definitely help push both your comedy and your podcasts. Thanks again for everything. I'm loving the shows. Well, thank you, Roto Baggins. And actually, a few people have asked me this. Why am I not on TikTok? And the answer is, you're right, first of all, Roto. It, it would absolutely make sense business-wise. Um, the reason I'm not on TikTok is the same reason I'm no longer on Facebook, which is why the Remember the Game Facebook page no longer exists. I hate it. I hate it. I'm an old man. I'm almost 40, and I just fucking hate social media. It is the worst part of my jobs, of both being a podcast host and being a comedian, is social media. I just, I hate it. Like, I I would play nothing but Echo the Dolphin for the rest of my life. 
um, if if it meant that I had to spend like every waking hour that I wasn't playing it on social, like all I'm trying to say, okay, that doesn't make sense. What I'm trying to say is I would rather play Echo the Dolphin than fuck around with social media. I hate it that, God, I fucking hate it. But you are right. It does make sense from a business perspective and it is something uh, that I'm going to be looking into down the road. I may be hiring somebody to take care of some of that stuff for me. And before I get like 400 emails, which usually happens when I talk about hiring somebody, which thank you all, by the way, uh, I have friends around Edmonton that are comedians and in the industry that are always looking for work. And I'm, if I hire someone, I'm going to throw them a couple of bucks. Uh, I'm going to throw them some love and ask them to take care of it for me. But I, I don't know. No, I'm not there yet. Eventually I will probably get on stupid fucking TikTok. Cause you're right, Roto. It's, it's, it's just me being stubborn. It would make sense from a business perspective. I just fucking hate it. But you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MemberTheGame if you're interested. And at AdamBlank17. That's my personal Twitter and Instagram if you're interested. Uh, thanks for writing in, Roto. Brandon DeZeba. DeZaba? DeZeba? Brand, Brandon DeZeba wrote in and said, Adam, when you get a moment in life, are you watching anything good in terms of movies or TV shows? Keep on kicking ass. Uh, thanks, Brandon. And no, it's, I, I know it's a lame answer, but no, not really. We just finished Better Call Saul. Um, I don't really watch a lot of TV. I watch sports and then I watch like the same five shows. I watch Sopranos, South Park, The Simpsons, Seinfeld, and then I mix in some Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. And then that's really about it. So, uh, I'm trying to think. So the last TV show I watched was Better Call Saul. And the last movie I saw, gosh, I don't, what was it? Maybe Bullet Train? Bullet Train was actually pretty entertaining, but I don't, I only go with my friends want to go or if it's like a superhero movie sometimes, but yeah, I just, uh, if anyone's wondering, like, like the reason I haven't covered a lot of movie video games is because I haven't seen a lot of the movies. Um, and I don't want to go down the whole list. Cause every time I do, I get so many messages from people giving me shit. Cause I've never seen Jaws or Terminator or fucking anything star trek 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 is that you say it star trek i don't know um i haven't seen anything so i'm friday the 13th i i haven't seen anything so i'm sorry i i have seen all uh all south park like a hundred times uh thanks for writing in brandon michael alessandro wrote in and said hey adam if 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 you or uh is there any video game character if you wait, hey Adam, if you there is any video game character you'd like, oh, okay, I I'm sorry, I I understand, I'm sorry. Uh, if there is any video game character you'd like to have a drink with, who would it be? Personally, I would like to have a drink with Captain Price from the Modern Warfare franchise. This guy, this guy has been through a lot, and it'd be cool to hear more about his experiences. Plus, the guy is an ultimate badass. Keep on doing what you do, man. I love the content, despite the fact that I can't read. So thank you, Michael. Man, if I could go for a beer with any video game character, my first thought was Wario. Because I don't feel, I feel like Mario and Luigi wouldn't drink. And Wario, I think Wario can, look at his nose. Wario can put back a few. So my first thought is Wario. And if he's unavailable, then I'm going to go with Sid from Final Fantasy VII. Because while I don't adore Final Fantasy VII, I do adore Sid. He's my favorite Final Fantasy character. He's just a surly old man, as I am now. And I'd love to just get together with him and bitch about Kate Sith for fucking two hours. So I would drink, I would tie one on with Wario or Sid from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, JB Sharps wrote in and said, Hey Adam, fairly new listener here. Out of curiosity, what's the story behind calling your listeners slash followers hot dogs? Don't get me wrong. I'm flattered, but I don't think we deserve such praise. I think a more appropriate term for us will be something like shitheads or turd nuggets. Cause God knows we act like it at all times. Well, I mean, okay. So some of you do, but so do I. And I don't, I can't, I can't call you that. That's terrible PR. Uh, I do answer this question every few months, but I don't mind getting, I get asked it a lot because you know, new people come across the podcast and that's, I have no beef with answering it again. 
again. In case anyone is wondering, uh, I was streaming Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels on Twitter, or a part of me on Twitch a few years ago. And if you've not played that game, it is notoriously difficult. It's fucking vicious. And on Twitch, you can set up like channel points that people learn while they watch your stream and then they can cash them in for stupid nonsensical rewards. And one of my rewards is you swear too much. And if you cash in enough points, I'm not allowed to swear for a certain amount of time. And uh, I was playing Lost Levels, and I was getting so mad at this fucking level, and then uh, somebody cashed in the fucking points to say that I couldn't swear. And so I said, fine, fair enough, but when that 10 minutes is up, I'm going to let loose. And I, and I played by the rules, and I didn't swear for 10 minutes, and then when that 10 minutes was over, I invented swear words. I threw every swear word I could fucking think of out there and then I made up a bunch and at the very end I just happened to call them a hot dog it just happened to be what popped into my head and then it just became a term of endearment around here and it stuck so in case anyone is wondering I'll answer it again probably in about six months which is fine I'm glad because you know if I'm answering that means people are discovering the podcast and I'm grateful uh yeah that's why because somebody decided to troll me on twitch and I got mad that's why you're all hot dogs uh Max Renault wrote in and said, Hello, Adam. You went to see an All Elite Wrestling pay-per-view in Vegas. I'd like to hear about your experience. I'm a huge wrestling fan myself, and we occasionally get shows here in Ottawa. I got tickets to go see AW Dynamite in Toronto. It'll be my first live event, and I'm nervous as fuck because I don't do well in huge indoor crowds. I'd like to know, how was your experience being part of the crowd? Was it hype? Am I worrying too much? Thanks, and stay safe, man. I love your podcast. Well, thank you, Max, and I hope you have fun. I'm jealous that AEW is going to Toronto. I hope they come to Edmonton eventually. Uh, just for what, it, and this is not a sales pitch, um, every week, if you, so I guess it is a sales pitch, but I'm not, I don't mean it that way. I'm going to answer your question. Uh, for two bucks a month on Patreon, you get two additional podcasts a week. What I rarely plug is that for five bucks a month, you get three podcasts a week. And the third one is called The Rambling Idiot, which goes live every Tuesday. And it has nothing to do with video games. I just talk about my life, my experiences, comedy stories, wrestling, whatever is just on my mind that isn't video games. And there is a full episode about my trip to Vegas, including um aw just i'm not saying you got to go subscribe i'm gonna tell you but just in case anyone's interested uh it was awesome i had a great time it was my first not my first live wrestling event but it was my first live pay-per-view and we had a fucking blast dude it was so much fun they knocked it out of the park it was i it was so good now um as far as being in the crowd goes it was sold out or very close it was at the t-mobile arena in vegas which is where the golden knights play so it was like a full-size stadium arena whatever uh we sat in the first row of the second bowl and so it was great walking down the stairs to our seats was a trip because it was so steep but once we were there there was nobody in front of us we didn't really look at the people behind us we just had a couple people on either side so if you don't do well in crowds uh i'm not gonna lie to you it is gonna be crowded assuming they sell out i don't think i assume they're gonna sell out uh it is gonna be crowded and it is gonna be loud and there's gonna be a lot of yelling um, if you're on the, I've never sat on the floor at a big wrestling event, so I'm not quite sure what that's like, but when you're in the stands, it's not too bad. It's, I mean, people might get up and stand and like when something crazy happens or to start the show, but other than that, it's no different than going to like a hockey game or anything. You can just sit down and just enjoy the matches and yell when you want to. And I think as long as you keep it fairly clean, I don't think anyone's going to have a problem with you. So I wouldn't get too worried about it. Just, you know, if you're on the floor, I don't know, maybe that's going to be different. Um, I, I thought it was great, but I, crowds don't bother me. I, it was one of the funnest experiences I've ever had, to be honest with you. And if I'll go, I'll say, this, you know what? I'll go one step further and say to all of you listening, if you even casually accept the art of professional wrestling, even if you're not a big pro wrestling fan, 
live pro wrestling is a great fucking time. And it doesn't matter if it's WWE or AEW or Impact or your local indie federation, whatever. It doesn't matter. Live pro wrestling is like my girlfriend wasn't a wrestling fan until I made her go to a wrestling event with me. And then she became, she was like, that was really fucking fun. When you get into it and you start yelling at your favorites and booing the people you hate, it's just... It, it adds to it to be in a group of people that also love pro wrestling. So uh, let me know how it goes, Max. I think you're going to have a good time. And uh, I hope the acclaimed are there because everybody loves the acclaimed. Jared Andrade wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, I just joined the Remember the Game Patreon last week, but I've been listening to your podcast for a while now. Anyway, I remember on one of your episodes, you said that you liked the Gears of War games. So I was wondering, are you planning on reviewing one of them or maybe the series as a whole on the show? Keep up the good work and take care. I will take care, Jared. You do the same. Uh, yes, that is one of the games I get asked about the most is Gears of War. I am a really big Gears of War fan. I've played all of them. I will say, first of all, yes, we are at some point going to review the original Gears of War. I want to do it on a mile. I'll just, you know what? I'll pull back the curtain and give you all a peek. There's certain games that I try to save for like the, the 50 increments, like the big milestone numbers. Episode 50 was Mario 64. Episode 100 was Halo 2. Episode 150 was Super Mario Brothers. Episode 200 was Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm just letting you all know right now, as of now, my tentative plan for 250 and 300, assuming the show makes it that far and I don't get canceled, uh, our Gears of War and The Last of Us. And I have no idea which order those two will go in, but The Last of Us is one of my favorite games ever. And Gears of War is the game that brought me back to gaming after I stopped for a while in my 20s. That was uh, Gears of War is a big deal to me. I haven't played any of the multiplayer. So I will warn you all right now, when we do finally review Gears of War, it's going to be campaign. I don't do multiplayer. I'm sorry, Halo's been the same thing. I don't really do those. Uh, but yes, so to answer your question, it's a ways away. But there's a reason for it. I'm saving it for a special episode because it's a special game. We will review Gears of War at some point. Promise you. And finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. Mercury869 wrote in and said, What's going on, Adam under dunk blank? I like that handle. I have always wondered, how do you choose your guests? Do you just ask them if they want to chat about certain games? Do you have experts for each genre? Or did you get them to submit information that's stored on a secret database at Remember the Game headquarters that if something was to happen, those shameful secrets would be revealed? Have a good week, buddy. No, first of all, I have a deal in place with my best friend that if something ever happens to me, his first goal isn't to come to the hospital or to check in on my parents. It is to come to my house and delete my browser history. So never worry about that. Um, how I pick my guests. So... I get a ton of messages from new listeners that listen to the early episodes where I used to, because that's how I signed the show off four years ago when we started four years ago, was, uh, hey, if you want to come on the show, let me know. I used to say that because I didn't think anyone would ever listen. I thought it would just be my friends. I was just trying to learn how to edit a podcast. And then when things started to blow up and I started getting messages from everybody, I was like, I can't possibly get everybody on this show. So now I kind of have like a set roster of my friends. A lot of them are either fellow comedians or just good friends of mine that I know are also uh, enthusiastic gamers, or, you know, my brother makes a couple of appearances. The thing is, and I don't mean this as any disrespect toward anybody else, not everybody's good at this. And maybe you'll argue that I'm not good at this, or maybe you'll argue that some of my guests aren't good at this. That's your prerogative. I think we're decent at this. Not Listen, you do not want me to change the oil in your car. You certainly don't want me to cook you dinner, and you probably don't want me to clean your house, because while I do it, I don't do it very well. But if you need someone to just sit in front of a microphone and talk for two hours, I can do that. And so I try to bring on people that I think can do it as well or people that I have good chemistry ref, uh, with, pardon me. There's no specific genres tied to people or anything like that. They're just people I like talking to. That, uh, and usually how it works 
is I have an Excel sheet of every game from every console that I think I can hold a conversation about. And I'll usually send it to one of my, you know, I'll send it out to my guests and be like, yo, are there any games on here you think you could handle a conversation about? And then they'll write back and be like, oh yeah, I, you know, Daniel was like, I can talk Metroid. So I said, fuck yeah, let's talk Metroid. Um, that's really it. There's really no, no method. I know it's maybe like, it's the equivalent of we need some more secret sauce. Put that mayonnaise in the sun. Shadow Tim is that reference, but that's really just all it is. They're just friends of mine that like video games that I like talking to. And there's really no other magic to it other than that. So anyway, thanks for writing in Mercury. Thank you to everybody that wrote in this week. As always, we've got to move on. So let's, uh, let's switch things up and get to our smash hit segment. The official game show of remember the game industries, play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third one is a race from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. I'll tell you what it is in a minute. And this week, I figured we're talking a game that's NES tough in Metroid, so I went with three more games that are NES tough. And if you don't know what that term means, it means they're almost impossible. And that is Fester's Quest, Battletoads, and... And Blaster Master. And 43% of you said you'd play Battletoads, remake Blaster Master, and erase Fester's Quest. Hmm. Now, I gotta say, I have a hot take on that because I have played all three of these games. I have something to say about all three. I haven't played a ton of Fester's Quest, but I have played it. Uh, let me see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Dan S. wrote in and said, I'd play Fester's Quest. The cover looks rad, and that's how I would have judged a game worthy to rent or buy back in the day. That's fair. Remake Battletoads. Give us a Shredder's Revenge-style remake, and I'd be happy. Erase Blaster Master. Game sucks, bro. Your Let's Play reminded me of this. I want to say my uncle had this back in the day and wanted me to play it. The second he left, me and my cousin slapped Blades of Steel in the gray brick, and we never looked back. Yeah, Blaster Master, I think it's a great game. The first half. Uh, and I'll get into that in a minute. That game is tough as shit. And if you are interested, youtube.com slash remember the game. My Adam sucks at video game. Let's play series is over there. I do have a full let's play of blaster master, including some dying montages and a lot of rage and a lot of staves coming. And I don't even care. I had to, it's impossible. I had to save scum. So, uh, sound logic, Dan chemos, chemos Bia. It looks like it should be Kimosabi, but it's chemos Bia. Chemos Bia said play blaster master. It's still good. And it's already been remade. Remake even has a sequel with big plant boobies. What's not to like Is that true remake festers quest rather than erase it for being bad. I'd love to see a modern Adams family game. Last one was in 2001, not counting a more recent mobile game and then delete battle toads. I only really ever played the first couple levels and Ninja Turtles had the superior beat them up. Anyway, hated that high speed floaty vehicle section that just got you on double secret probation. Kimos Bia. I was really down with everything you said until you said the fucking speed bikes put you on, uh, that got you mad. The speed bikes are battle toads. That's like saying I love McDonald's, but the fries suck. No, no, no. You suck. And now I'm sorry. I hate to do it. It's been a few weeks since I, I think maybe I did it last week. I feel like it's been a few weeks since I lost my jit on somebody, but double secret probation for dunking on the speed bikes. If you want to say battle pose is too hard, it sucks. Sure. But I'll be goddamned if I'm going to sit here and let you badmouth those speed bikes. Nintendoosh said play battle toads. Thank you. Toads are meant to have warts, and this game has plenty of them. That's incredibly well said. Re that should be on the box for Battletoads. Remake Blaster Master. I know there's a Blaster Master Zero series, but a remake in the engine of the 2D HD would be dank. Erase Fester's Quest. Fester's been making bald people look bad for years. I'm bald, and I'm sick of Fester's Quest. I Or Quester's Fest, it says. Pardon me. Quester's Fest. 
I I'm not I'm not bald, and I'm not trying to throw shade at bald people, but I don't feel comfortable judging the way someone feels about a fellow bald person. So fair enough, Nintendoosh. Ben Torma wrote in and said, play Fester only because I played it for like five minutes as a kid and I feel like I should give it a chance. Remake Blaster Master because it was a good idea, but the gameplay suffered from clunky controls. And Erase Battletoads because I played enough of it back in the day to know I don't need to play it anymore. See, see, that's the right answer. You're not throwing shade at the speed bikes. You're just saying, not for me, too spicy. That's not. That's fair. I can live with that. Not like motherfucking Chemos Bia. And John Truckasaurus said, play Blaster Master. I grew up playing that. The game is dope. Remake Battletoads. I grew up playing this too. It's a great game, but it's so frustratingly hard. Remake it to have modern graphics, online capabilities, and let's be honest, make it fucking beatable with rewind capabilities and save states for those of us that have been coddled for the last 25 years with modern games. Erase Fester. For the simple fact that I watched the Angry Video Game Nerds episode on this game, and it's broken. I'm sure the problems could be fixed, but I'd still have zero interest in playing a remake. I, I have no problem with that logic either. I will say, for all of you that are asking for Battletoads to be remade, check out the modern Battletoads. It's on Xbox. I beat it. It's fun. And it's not as challenging as the original ones. And it's really... I like it. I wish more people liked that game. I really like it. There's actually a review of it uh, in the Expansion Pass archive for our patrons as well. Uh, I think I actually have to agree with the majority this week, which I rarely do, including Sir Bustalot, who said, play Battletoads. It's great. I'd honestly love to see it remade, but Blaster Master is hot trash. I feel the remake could do some of those awesome backgrounds justice, as well as smooth over the controls. As far as Fester's Quest, I mean, Adam's family meets aliens sounds sexy, but the stupid weapon system was ass. Most of the guns fired a 360 pattern and holy fuck those first person building walkthroughs are steaming piles of goat shit god damn i understand the appeal of license game but fuck i read that as just like an angry rant that's how it came across to me uh, i agree with the logic i personally would play battletoads because i still love it i know people don't like it i do i love battletoads and i can't risk fucking with it and losing future battletoads games like battletoads and battle maniacs and battletoads 2020 which i fucking love even more uh, I would remake Blaster Master because the first half of that game is sick. And then the second half of that game is the fucking spawn of Satan. It's awful. So I would remake it and just make the second half beatable. And then I'd erase Fester's Quest. I, I do remember renting this one a couple of times as a kid. I haven't played it enough to review it on the show, which is why we haven't. I did rent it, though. Um, I, I like it. I don't have a beef with Fester's Quest. I just like Battletoads and Blaster Master better. That's literally all it comes down to. So thank you to everybody that wrote in and played this week. As always, what have I been playing over the last seven days? And then we'll get into talking Metroid. Uh, I have been playing the Turtles Cowabunga collection, but I am slowly fizzling out on it now. I've, I love it. I put a lot of time into it. It's great. Again, my review on Expansion Pass went live last week, uh, but I am starting to move on from it now. I'm still playing through Grand Theft Auto 4 in preparation for an upcoming episode of Remember the Game. Really enjoying that. I'm playing The Last of Us Part 1 on the PS5, and yes, it's because I'm part of the problem and I bought it. That said, it's one of my favorite games ever, and it does look and play really sexily. Sexily? Is that a word? Yeah, it's a word. On the PlayStation 5. I love The Last of Us. Uh, and then I'm playing Splatoon 3, which dropped on Friday. And it's, it's fucking awesome. If you like the first two Splatoons, Splatoon 3 is a slam dunk. If you didn't like them, it's not going to change your mind. I like those two games. I'm really digging Splatoon 3. We will be reviewing that on an expansion pass at some point, probably in October, uh, in case you're curious. Let's talk Metroid. That's why you kids are here. I like to give our listeners a chance to sound off on the game we're covering before my guest and I hog the microphone. Let's rip through a couple of these comments here. Chris Sticks said, my friend Justin Bailey loves this game. I got to say, Chris Sticks, I had to Google this to see what the reference was about. And that's what you got read for. What is that? I Googled it and saw what that was about. Uh, I was like, well, all right, that's a that's a fucking great pull. Well done. And you were the first one of two or three people that commented on a Justin Bailey thing. And if you don't know what that is, just Google Metroid Justin Bailey and you will find the answer yourselves. I'm not here to do your fuck. I had to Google it 
So use your own goddamn internet. Johnny CCDC said, top of the morning to you, Adam. Metroid is a game that blew me all the way back in the day. The world was gigantic. The world, the music was fantastic. The weapons are super cool. And the reveal at the end for its time was utterly shocking. Samus Aaron, is that how you say it? Aaron? Arun? I've always just said Samus. It's one of my favorite video game characters of all time. And this was a fantastic blueprint of even more stellar things to come. Hopefully you've played Zero Mission already. If not, I'd argue it's the definitive way to play this game moving forward. Cheers. Yeah, I have not played Zero Mission. I think we get into that a little bit at the end of this episode. My understanding as well is that Zero Mission is the way to play it. The NES version, unless you're like a you're a sucker for tradition and you want to see where it started, you can avoid the it's fuck it's tough. Jesus fuck. Strife 89 said Metroid Prime was my introduction to the series and I loved it. It was only in the last year or so that I finally invested time to play Metroid, Metroid 2 and Super Metroid. They're all fantastic as well with Metroid being the hardest. Thank fucking god for the ability to rewind on the Nintendo Online or else I would have rage quit and never finished it. Yeah, I admittedly had to use a little bit of rewind in some save states as well. It's you're going to hear about it. This one, I think this is acceptable. Feel free to cheat. This game will destroy you. This game cheats, so you should fucking cheat. Uh, Blade said, Iconic for all the right reasons, hard and confusing for all the wrong ones, but I will always love the series. So unique amongst all of the big ends other offerings. I actually agree with that. I don't even have anything to add to that. I just think that was very well said, Blade. I agree with you. And finally, Max Power wrote in and said, finally, thank you, Adam. This is the game that made me love gaming. Well, this in The Legend of Zelda. I spent hours as a kid drawing maps, searching for any energy tanks. I never found this game that tough other than the mother brain fight and those stupid Rinkas, fire rings that slow the game down and hurt. I play this game at least twice a year, once in under three hours so I can play with Samus out of the suit and then once in under an hour just to see I can. Although the soundtrack is not great, it is solid. Craig's theme is the exception, is absolutely phenomenal and as good as any Nintendo tune. I love this game, a personal top 10 game for me of all time fair enough i think it's too hard but i will say i think everyone that grew up with an nes has a hard nes game that they're good at like my, i can beat ninja turtles and i can beat barbers the space mutants and i take my dick out and brag about it every chance i get so if i could beat this game easily fuck yeah i'd be bragging about it so i like it well done max power and let's get into it let's enough time i've wasted 30 minutes let's get into metroid that's why you kids are here i am gonna queue up some music and when it stops, my buddy Daniel and I are going to talk about the original Metroid, which originally released in North America on the NES on August 15th, 1987. 35 years ago. Holy fuck. Uh, this has to be one of the oldest games we've ever covered. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... 
It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. Okay, uh, joining me via the blank phone this week, returning to the show, frequent guest, longtime friend of mine, uh, one of the, the the one of the infamous bebop and rocksteady of our Discord. It is uh, my friend Daniel. How's it hanging, buddy? What's what's new and exciting? Pretty good, buddy. It's all going pretty good here. How about you? I'm doing excellent. Actually, I'm doing good. I'm you know what? I'm excited for this episode because first of all, it's Metroid, and maybe not everyone that's listening to this has played Metroid, but everybody knows Metroid. And this is one of those games that, like, is there... I'll ask you this. Let's start the show with this, dude. Is there an NES game that you've never played that, like... Because you're, you're my age. Like, you've been playing the NES for a long time. Is there an NES yeah. game that, you've, that you're like, I gotta... Like, this was one of two. This one and Kid Icarus are the two NES games I've never played that I feel were just gaping holes on my resume. Is there a game like that for you on the NES? I was gonna say Kid Ericus as well. Every, everything else, I'm like, yeah, nope. I'm, I'm, I'm. I can't think of any of those big games that I really need to go back and play. But uh, this was always a glaring hole. So Metroid. Now, okay, so that's okay. First of all, Kid Icarus. All right. So, and for all of you listening that have been on me to play Kid Icarus, I have no idea when I'm gonna play that. But I promise, at some point, I'll get to Kid Icarus. This was one that, like, I've gone. I've tried this game like eight times. I have tried the original because I love Super Metroid. And now I've gotten into the other Metroids. I like them. I've never met a Metroid I don't like. So I was like, I got to fucking see where this thing whole start, this thing started. And I've tried this game like five times and gave up in the first like 20 minutes. And then over my holidays in July, I finally sat down and played it. Now, I got lots to say, and I know you have lots to say, but you're like the biggest Metroid fan I know. So like, had you ever played this through to the end until now? Nope. Nope. Wow. Uh, same. I've tried playing it off and on here. I I never had it. I didn't know anybody who had it when I was a kid. So it wasn't even until uh, uh, probably the virtual console, maybe uh, that I, that I ever actually got around to trying it. But I I couldn't get ten minutes in, into it. Right. And uh, oh, dude, <laughs> it's like and listen, I understand. I'm looking right now. This game released in North America. On August 15th, 1987. 87. This is a 35-year-old game. So I understand that it is a little bit unfair to compare it to, say, Metroid Dread. Or I understand, and I'm not going to, and I'm not going to, like, it's NES hard. It's That's like a thing. NES hard. It is. But let me just say, if, if you, listen, if, like, okay, if somebody was new to Mario and they asked me, where should I start? I would probably say start with Super Mario Brothers. You may not love yeah. it, but that it's still fully playable today. It's a great game. Start with Super Mario Brothers. If someone asks you, hey, I want to start the Metroid franchise. I've never played a Metroid game. Where should I start? I know what you're going to say, but where would you tell them to start if they were playing Metroid for the first time? Super Metroid. Of course, Super Metroid. Dude. Yeah. I. This game. 
Oh my God. This is one of the toughest games I have ever played. Uh, particularly like certainly on the NES, but I just think overall, I don't understand. Like super Metroid is not easy, but super Metroid is totally beatable. This game. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was saying it off air before we started. I got messages from people while I was playing this for the podcast that were like, Hey, I beat that game as a kid. I don't mean to offend anybody. And I know some of you are going to argue with me, but if you beat this game without the internet, without walkthroughs, I'm, I don't, I don't believe you. If you tell me you did that, I'm sorry. I, I don't believe you. without at least a map. I don't believe you. Is that wrong? No, no. This is a game you had as a kid. You played lots, but you didn't beat it until you were, you know, several years older. And you're like, yeah, I remember enjoying that. I'm going to try it again. And, you know, like, I know you were like this as a kid and I was too. You know, I used to draw maps for games and things like that. I don't care how often, how much you like to draw a map for this game. You you weren't. Even like that's just, like yeah. even with a map, there's so many hidden places to go and stuff. And this game, like it will kill you so fast. It, it's oh. it's incredible how quickly things go off the rails with this game. And like you and I both grew up in the NES era. I have NES games. Bar versus the Space Mutants is always the one I go to. Like that's a tough game, but I played it over and over and over and over and over as a kid till I got good enough to be able to beat it. And I can still beat it. Like I got that mu- like the, and and I under like the Legend of Zelda for the NES. That's a tough game, but I can see how you could play it over and over and over and be obsessed with it and you could beat it cuz that game will kill you every 3 minutes. This game I, if I had owned this game as a child, I would have constantly played it just because I think it's it's cool. But like, there's I just there's no way I'm better at games now than I was as a kid. And I was like, all it takes is like one missed jump or something, and you're yeah. done. It kills you so fast. I don't. Yeah, I, it's yeah, insane. No, it's, it's fucking bullshit. It has so many of those bullshit, and it's not you can learn the same because there's a cases where it's, it's adjusting the frame because you move forward and all of a sudden now there's five guys that you can't blow up because you're already in the middle of something. Oh dude, it's fucking so like, okay, obviously I don't really think we need to do much uh, to explain what the game is. If you've never played it, it's the first Metroid game. It's Samus. It's a Metroid mania. It's everybody knows exactly what this game is. You hike around this giant map, slowly finding new abilities. The new abilities give you the ability to get into other areas and blah, blah, blah. Like it's, it's, it's Metroid. Everybody knows what Metroid is. And I want to get, I want to get the bad out of the way so that we can focus on the good. Cause I want to say this, I know that you and I are going to shit on this game and shit on some stuff, but like, and I know you're the same as me. I respect gaming heritage and I respect what this game did for the Metroid franchise and for Metroid Bania. And like, totally. I respect this game. I never want to fucking play this game again. Like, ever. I respect the shit out of it. But, like, there's so many iconic Nintendo franchises that started on the NES. You got Mario. You got Zelda. You got Kirby. You got, I mean, Punch-Out. The list goes on and on. None of them are remotely as difficult as this one is, in my opinion. Maybe Punch-Out. Maybe Punch-Out. But Yeah, I can Soda Pupinski's not in this one. So. Wow, fuck. And you know what? If he was, he'd beat you in one fucking hit. So uh, I, I, so we should talk about the stuff we don't like. 
and then we can get into the good. So like there's one right, giant that's... thing that stands out to me that I want to bitch about, but I'll, I, I've been rambling a lot. So I'll shut the fuck up. Daniel, what, what about this game? Don't you like? All right. I, before I get into that, I want to ask: How, how did, did you play this on the uh, on the Nintendo Online, or did you play this on some some other way? No, I, I'm on my Switch. Yeah, on Nintendo Online. Okay, because I'm curious. I wanted to talk to ask, ask somebody who's played it on the original Nintendo. I ran into a whole lot of issues in this, where like you'd land in lava or something, and you'd be like stuck on a pixel, and you wouldn't be able to get out. Yeah, uh, like that was the biggest thing, and that happened all the time. Yeah, I got stuck. I, I got I stuck a few times too. Stuff an emulation issue or if that was actually the case in the game like that was one of the biggest fucking annoying things and and i finally broke down i ended up having to use a rewind because i'm like i'm not replaying three hours of this because i got stuck on a fucking pixel no me too I, same thing and like because i did get stuck a few times as well and i did find that like if you fell in the la- in the lava not only is the lava hurting you but then the never ending spawns of enemies are fucking hurting you and then if you even if you're not stuck the jumping out is very inconsistent yeah and yeah, i don't it, it, like it there- doesn't have the fluid controls that that later games in the series like you know and it's one of the issues i had with super metro 2 is the there's no consistency in in, in the jump like sometimes you push the button and you do a the the spin jump and sometimes you don't and it's just it's inconsistent and it's throughout the whole game and there's i i i tried doing testing like like is it is it like you have to hold it and you'd be moving first and i'm like I'd do the same thing and i'd get three different results yeah like if there's a pattern to it i don't know what it is it's like you know what the jumping when you fell in the lava you know like um you know when you play like a mario game and you try to jump out of water and sometimes you get a high jump and sometimes you don't. And like, yeah. I assume it has something to do with where you push jump. That's what this game feels like, but you never have to swim. You're always just standing on the ground in the lava. But for some reason, sometimes yeah. she jumps and sometimes she doesn't. And it's so impossible to plan your jump based around where the enemies are coming from. Cause you never know if you're going to go high or low. And then when yeah. you don't go high, you get knocked down back. It just, that's what I was saying. Like one bad jump and you're fucked. Like you're, it's, there's no hope. It's over. Um, so no, I found that as well on the switch. I, I did find that as well. That, that was my biggest thing is there was a lot of issues like that. And, and maybe they were emulation things and not in the original, uh, the, the enemies frustratingly, uh, one, the fact that everything takes off like half your, half your health. Yeah. Um, is, is ridiculous. I'm like, you know, the, the first enemy of the game should not be able to kill you. <laughs> yeah <You> know? <laughs> oh fuck no you're right it, this game will fuck you dude until you find that first e-tank so at least by yourself and even the first like literally the first e-tank is just i don't even feel like the first e-tank keeps you alive it just delays your death like you yeah. need two or three before maybe you have a chance of getting away once you get in trouble but yeah. the first one at least delays it. That kind of ties into like my biggest gripe with this game is when you die, you don't, it'll like, it'll respawn you like to its credit. Like I think you have infinite continues at least, but the problem yeah. is when you die, you start out with 30 health and all your E tanks are empty every time. Yeah. And so but you and make, oh. if you're not, if it's not starting somewhere where there's like one of those, those uh, enemy things that you can re, uh, generate then you're hooped yeah because there's like all these pipes that keep spitting out easy to kill enemies and they're a great way to farm 
uh, health. But even then, bro, when you get near the end of the game and you have five, six, seven, eight, whatever amount of E-tanks, and you die and you have 30 health and eight empty E-tanks, it can take like 15 minutes of standing there to grind to get enough health. And then again, you're probably just going to die and lose it again. Like, I'm not even ashamed to say it. I, I use save states. Once I got, like, when I would get to an area where I would fill up all my health, I would save state. Because I'd be like, at least if I die, I can just come back to here and avoid the 15-minute grind to fill up yeah. all my health again. And I'm like Super Metroid where there's the save points and you go in and they fill up all your health. There's literally... I understand this game doesn't have battery saves, and I'm not even going to really get mad at it for that because it's 1987. I can live with that. But the fact that this game has nowhere... What's that? I think the Japanese version had battery saves. Yeah, I think it did too. Uh, I think you might be right, actually. But, but like, yeah. I won't bitch it up for that. I can live with passwords, even though the password system's obnoxious. I can live with passwords. And playing it on the Switch fortunately eliminates that because you can save anytime you want that's great but the fact that yeah. there's nowhere nowhere not one place in this game where you can go and just fill your health is ridiculous and yeah. fuck me like that as like that oh that breaks that like and i know that other games don't have that but like at least zelda no other games do that like zelda at least i could go to a fairy and get my health filled up or something like there should have been at least one spot in this game where I could just go get my health back instead of having to grind. And then when you're grinding, if if you make one mistake, you get knocked into the lava, and now all the grinding is for naught. Dude, oh, that happened to me many... so many times. I got so mad. Fuck me. So that, by far, was my biggest complaint. Like, obviously, it's we're both just circling around the difficulty, but it, to me, it was like the tedious grinding to fill my fucking health up was so yeah. obnoxious. <laughs> The, the, the glitches and the stupid shit, like the, the lava aside, like the difficulty of the game, like it was just the product of the time. Nintendo games were, I mean, this game, if, if it weren't that hard, you could beat this game in three hours. This totally. would be a game that you get for Christmas and you'd have it beat by lunch. Totally. And I, and I, and I'll give it that agreed. Like people talk about yeah. NES hard all the time. I I've always said, like, I think there are some NES games that are hard because they suck and they're poorly made. And I think there are yeah. NES games that are hard because, like you said, they're they're fucking ninety minutes long, and they don't they don't want parents, you know, going back to Toys R Us and being like, "I got ripped off. Like my kid beat this this afternoon." Um, I mean, that said, I I do think maybe they went a little too far with this one, uh, with that difficulty. But I do agree. Like the difficulty is a clear method of extending the length of the game it's just like the fucking grinding hell i sorry to go back to it but fuck me when you go back to grinding the fucking health you pick up one of those little health pellets and you get like 15 or whatever the fuck it is you get hit by get one of those flying things that you're grinding to get health pellets and you lose like 40 it's yeah, it's one five, step forward five, three five, steps back you lose 20 from from those uh from those things yeah like it's you lose more than you gain and so it's like, fuck me, you make one mistake, and now that's three more pellets I have to get just to get back to where the fuck I was. Ah, You don't get one from it. It's not like later games where you get something from every single enemy. You only get something from, like, one out of four enemies. Yeah, dude, it's fucking... Oh, my God. It was fucking vicious. So I hated that. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you, cause you, you told me before we started recording, you looked up a map. I did the same. I tried my damnedest, man. I fought looking up a map for this game tooth and nail, but finally was like, I'm either looking up a map or I'm not beating this. 
Uh, yeah. There is some stuff in this game. Like, you remember the part in Super Metroid where you have to blow up the glass tunnel? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, 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 the one part where you, somebody had to tell you, like, at no point were you figuring that out on your own. Totally. And I, I know when Metroid, like, I know you love Metroid. I loved Metroid Dread. That was my game of the year last year. I know you liked yeah. Metroid Dread a lot as well. But yeah. some people, I know, I heard it from listeners. There were some people that complained and said they just found it too difficult to figure out where the fuck do I have to go? I need to find one little block that can be blown up that I can fall through. I, I understand that. Like, I, I'm not even going to disagree with you. It's, it's a little bit obnoxious. I totally get it. But there's shit in this game. Like, I was stuck. And I went through every fucking area I could find. And the, you don't have any maps in this game like you do in, like, Metroid Dread. And I was stuck. And then I finally looked it up. And it was like... One hidden corner, something that doesn't even blow, like the, the the it's so cryptic that I was like, yeah. how on earth did anyone beat this? Like back in the day, how did anyone find this? I don't yeah. get it. Oh, it's rich. like there's there's spots where you have to open the door and then bomb the brick right uh, right in front of it without going through the door. Yeah, yeah. And it's and again, you got to remember, like, if you've never played this game and you're like, well, that just sounds like standard Metroid. It's not because not only are you trying to find these obnoxiously hidden fucking exits and stuff, but like, again, if you if you make one mistake because you don't know where you're looking. And if you make one mistake, there's no save point for you to go to to fill your health and missiles back up and like. Hit reset and be like, okay, I tried the left. That didn't work. I'm going to try going up now. You are starting from scratch because you're probably going to die and then have to grind all your health back again. I just, yeah. it, it, I love difficult games and there are hard games on the NES, Battletoads, Bart versus the Space Mutants, Contra, the original Ninja Turtles. I like some of those games, but this one, like it went too far. This one was, it. I like hot wings, but this one is too spicy. I'm like, I can't do that again. I can't put my body through this game again. It's too you much. You make the game difficult or you make it hard to get around. You can't do both. Oh, this game does. Yes. That, that, that's one of the issues. I, like if this game were half the difficulty, but you know, there's no map and you still got to try and figure out. I'm like, it, it, it would be fine. If this game, if it, even if it had just the map you reveal as you go along, like, which is what you get in most of the, the later games, you know, but it was, it was as hard. I'm like, yeah, cause at least I can look at the map and be like, okay, well, I'm not going back in that room again. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. And there are a lot of dead ends and like there, there are half this map. You'd have no reason to go into. Totally. Yeah. Agreed. Oh God. It was fucking. So I will say that like, if you're listening to this, if you've never played Metroid on the NES, um, I, I'm, 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 I'm begging you play it somewhere where you have save states and do not has i mean give it a chance try to go as far as you can without looking up a map but when you get to the point where you're stuck don't don't be proud look up a fucking map it's you will yeah. enjoy it so much more if you just i personally like because i want to start shifting towards some of the stuff i actually like but like i i legitimately just enjoyed the game better once i looked up a map it was just more yeah. i wasn't as frustrated anymore you know yeah and you know, I mean, you don't have to look up a guide. It doesn't have to say go here and then go here and then go here. Just have a map. And then you can be like, okay, well, you know, this room leads to the that area, which is where I know I need to go. So now I know how to get there. Like, that that's all you need. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, on that note, another thing that drove me fucking bananas was, uh, and this might have just been, I don't want to fault the game for this because this is, like, we got to, like, 
for all the things we're complaining about, Daniel and I are both fully aware, like, this game kind of blazed some trails. I get that the first, you know, it's uncharted territory. It's not going to be silky smooth. When we when we score it at the end, like I'm, I know, but I can't speak for you, Daniel. But like, I'm going to give it a lot of leeway because it was the first one. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I'll, I understand all that. But another thing that drove me crazy about this game was there was two different weapons you could get for Samus's arm. You could get an ice beam, or you could get like a wavy beam. Oh, I and. Yeah. I got myself trapped and you can't switch on the fly. You can't hit select. And you, when you hit select, yeah, you, you go to rockets. I could find the station to switch at them. Yes. Ah. Oh. And I was like, why can't select just go through like, this is my, re my re regular buster, my rockets, my wavy, my ice. Like you get stuck and you need like the, like, for example, you need um, the ice beam to freeze those. Uh, I don't, they're, they're like, they look like flying slugs. Uh, and you can like freeze oh. them in place and then jump on them to climb up. But like, yeah. I don't have the ice beam. I have the wave beam. And so now I need to figure out where the ice beam was in this game. Go all the way back to the, the statue that's holding the ball with the ice beam in it to get it. Then find my way back to these slugs to climb up. And then sometimes you do all that and then find out that wasn't even what you had to do. And it's like, yeah. Oh my motherfucker. Fuck. Did that happen to you, or is that just me? Like, I got trapped. I had to fuck. There, honestly, there is no point to to. I I realized it because I I played through this game a, a few times, and uh, you know, and uh, there's no point to the wave beams. There are two. You know, it makes it a bit easier to kill the two bosses. Mm -hmm. But uh, like the number of times you'd be fucked if you didn't have the ice beam, it just wasn't worth it. No, dude, it was fucking like. Or you know what option B would have been? Just make it a wavy ice beam. Yeah. And then select switch to rockets. And my gun just goes from a, a wave beam to a wavy ice beam. Because you're right. I actually, because um, you have to fight those two mini bosses. And I can't remember which one. One of them fucked me up until I went and got the wave beam. And then I could finally win it. The other one I beat uh, by just uh, kamikazeing rockets and just killing it before it killed me. But yeah. the, the, you're right. Outside that's, of fighting the bosses, the wave beam is useless. Ugh. Fuck, it made me so mad. I got soft locked and I was just like, I, I like, so have you ever had this? Maybe you had this play in this game. You, when you come to the slow realization of what you have to do and you're like, I, like I fought it tooth. I was like, I knew I was going to have to go back and get the ice beam, but then I'm like, there's gotta be some way where I don't have to do this. And then it finally hit me that that was my only choice. And I, I, I just, I almost, I was, I, I was like, if I, oh, if it wasn't for the remember the game, I'd give up. Like, I'd be like, I'm fucking done. I'm not even having fun anymore. Ah, oh, yeah. fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, Metroid. Fuck me. Oh, um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've got anything else to complain about. It's just really hard. The, pa the passwords suck, but you can get by that with save states too. Yeah. The, uh, the password does, but I mean, like, you know, if you want to have fun, go and look up a pat like the the password generator, and like you can pick and choose things. Yeah, uh, you know, and you you can, you can definitely have some fun uh, with with it that way. Um, oh, but, oh, you know what else? Fucking it did. This isn't really a complaint, but the screw attack is in the game, but it's like totally hidden, and I never would have found it without the map, and you don't need it to beat the game. 
But no. once you get it, once you get, and if you've never played a Metroid game, screw attack is when you jump, Samus goes into like a flippy ball and like she becomes like electric and she's like a weapon and it's awesome. Uh, I, I don't know if you felt this way. Once I got my hands on the screw attack thing, it was the first and only time I finally felt like it was a fair fight between me and this game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll give you that one. It, uh, you can also get it really like, I mean, you know, assuming you have a guide or a map, you can get it pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. I wish I would fucking realized that earlier. Cause I didn't know that forever. <laughs> uh, it okay, was the so- last item I got was the fucking screw attack thing. But yeah. it, it it's like, you're right. And like, if it's that, like if it's, it's like the only equalizer in the game, it's great that it's available early, but I wish that it was more, uh, discoverable <laughs> because yeah. like, you know, you know, like, cause it's great that it's there and it really does. I don't think it makes the playing field even, but level, but it comes close. Uh, yeah. And my God, dude, like once I got it, I wasn't even shooting my gun anymore. I was jumping into every fucking enemy I found just out of spite, yeah. just out of, I was like, I owe you all this, you motherfuckers. Oh my yeah. God. The only annoying thing is, is, uh, those, uh, like those flying beetle things that you have to freeze and step on. Some of them you can kill with the screw attack. So you have to be careful when you're doing it, that you don't accidentally turn into the, the yes. screw attack ball. Yeah. Cause then you, you wipe out your platform and then you fall all the way down and you got to do it all. Oh over. yes. I forgot about that. It was like walking on eggshells. Like, so like, again, yeah. we already explained, yeah, you freeze these slugs and they just fly in the air and then they turn into like momentary platforms that you can climb up to get to the top of an area. But yeah, once you have screw attack, you kill them all. If you go, if you jump too hard and go into like a flip. So it's almost like, uh, I'm trying to think of like, it's, it's like, you know, like when you walk across like frozen water and it's not totally frozen and you're trying to like gently walk across it without cracking the ice and falling. Like that's what it felt like jumping on these beetles. It was like, and then you're right. You get to like the top one and then she would turn into that fucking screw attack and you'd be like, no. And it would kill like eight of, oh, fuck you. Fuck. Cause once you're in the screw attack, you can't get out till you hit the ground. So yeah. then you're falling and just trying not to hit the rest of the fucking God damn it. This game, as I talk about, like I'm sweating right now because this fucking, it's just reminding me of the pain that this, like I was supposed to be on like a nice relaxing vacation while I was playing this. And I was just getting, Shaylee was like, why are you playing that? And I was like, cause it's relaxing. Shut up. And I was getting so mad at this fucking game. Fuck me. Um, uh- I mean that said, right. I think I'm, I think I'm done bitching. There's just some stuff I really like. If you got any other bitches, because the, the, by all means. No, no. The, uh, this has the, the same floaty samus, but it works for this one. Whereas it, it, like where it was an issue minus the inconsistency with the jumps. Yeah. But I feel like it works better in this than like Super Metroid is the same thing. It's got the floaty jumps, but it just, it's irritating there. Whereas this one, for the most part, barring the the accidental screw attack things. It works really well. Agreed. Like that's a minor net pick, and I can see somebody freaking out about that. But like I said, I I, I found it actually worked pretty good for this one. Agreed. That's a great point. I never even thought of that. Like, so there's a lot of areas in this game where you'll go into a room and the lava's on the bottom or whatever the fuck it is, and then there'll be a whole bunch of like those narrow pillars, like those single column pillars, and you've got to jump from one to another to another. And to the to its credit, it's very if you're a decent platformer, like gamer, like platform player, platformer player, is that what you'd be called? Platformer player? If you're good at platforming, 
those jumps are very makeable because Samus's jump is OP as fuck. Like, she'll jump to the top of the screen and you can move her left and right wherever the fuck you want on a dime. Where you get knocked into the lava is the never-ending waves of enemies that hit you and bump you back. That's where I was getting knocked into the fucking lava. But I agree with yeah. you. Like, the, the actual jumping in this game is superb. Frankly, I think the controls, as a, by and large, I think it actually controls really tight. Um, yeah. Yeah. Minus the jumping out of lava again. Uh yeah, well, yes. Like I said, minus, minus some of the cheap aspect of, of the design, of the, the level design, but the actual controls are pretty spot on. Yeah, they are. Uh, the Nintendo game. Yeah, and uh, yeah, agreed. And like, I would like to say too, like, for all of the complaints we've had about the difficulty and this fucking annoying to use map and the non respawning health and and all this kind of stuff, like, for a first attempt at a franchise and and arguably as a genre i mean there might i don't want to get into arguments with everybody there might be some atari games or something that had some metroidvania elements to them but like i think most people would agree if this isn't the first metroidvania like it's up there uh yeah i think that uh everyone involved deserves a lot of a lot of credit because like this is this is a very ambitious game for 1987 it is, and and honestly, I'm like assuming this is what they were going for. I think they pulled it off. I do too. Yeah, like I, I've never designed a video game. Uh, certainly not a Metroid. Actually, I did build one Metroidvania game in Mario Maker once, and it level and it fucking sucked. So I can say I've built I've built a Metroidvania. Uh, that cannot be an easy. Like I've always thought that. Like I know you're a big Metroid fan, and like you've played other Metroidvanias, right? Like Ori or Hollow Knight or Guacamelee or whatever. It's my favorite genre of games. Me, yeah, they're top three for me with platforming and tactical game. Like I love these games. I've always yeah. thought like I can't even imagine the planning that must go into designing an overworld for one of these games where it's not you can't break it somewhere and you can't get soft locked in somewhere because there's so many parts that are accessible but only accessible with certain items and you got to make sure that you can't use the wrong item to get into an area and then you're trapped in there for like. And I understand that, you know, the Metroidvanias have become substantially more complex than this one is, but this was the first one. And I can't even imagine how difficult it must have been for them to sit down and figure out a way to design this overworld and not let the player get themselves trapped somehow. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That could be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If 
If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans in tiers. So there's a CrashPlan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. You know what I yeah. like? And I think it deserves a lot of credit for that. This is a really ambitious video game. Yeah, um, no, I think they they set out to definitely do something different, and they they succeeded on all fronts for that one. Hundred hundred percent. If I'd had this game as a kid, I know I would have loved it, even though I know I never would have beat it. I would have just had fun <laughs> running around and exploring. Um, yeah. Another thing I wanted to point out too was uh, I've always said that I think the best looking game on the NES is maybe Kirby's Adventure or maybe Mega Man Six, and those are games that came out right toward the tail end of the NES. And while this game certainly doesn't stack up to them, like, this is, uh, I mean, the backgrounds are ugly because it's just a lot of black. Like, you've got the, 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 the seat, like, the, the ceiling or whatever in the, in the floor. But, like, you can't see, like, mountains or caves or anything in the background. It's just black. Uh, but I actually was, uh, considering what, how an early NES game this is, like, it's a really, I thought it was a really good looking video game, too. Yeah, no, they, Honestly, the only the only sprite I can think of that I didn't like was Samus herself. I, I yeah. don't, didn't for that like it looks kind of janky, but like all the enemy designs, the 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 level designs, the graphics in this look good. And and there's like the subtle things like when you're in the leading up to the mini boss things where you've got the the spikes, so it looks like you're going into it's a giant mouse. Yeah, it, it it does a lot of really clever things with the simplicity of the graphics. Yeah, I, I was really impressed like with how well it looked. Um, I know that we've already hammered about the falling into the fucking lava and how much that fucks you around. But uh, other than that, like, I it, it happened occasionally, but I didn't run into a ton of uh, lag and stutter either. Like a no. little bit, but by NES standards, like it ran really smooth. Yeah, no, uh, a few spots like where the, uh, like the, the mother brain fight where there's 7,000 things on the screen at once is yes. about the only thing where I'd consistently get anything. And on that note, I want to just say, I usually hate final bosses. I did not hate that, that mother brain fight. I actually thought it was, yeah. I, I thought that the two fights against Ridley and, um, Craid. Craid. I thought those fights were pretty mediocre. They were basically just bullets. Like they were kind of boring. But I actually really yeah. liked the mother brain fight. It is uh, definitely a lot easier. I didn't realize that, uh, like when you break down each of those energy walls, they stay uh, they stay down, so you can actually break one and then go back to the previous room and uh, restock with the Metroids. Oh, really? The, the Metroids oh. are the best way to restock. Fuck, I yeah. didn't know that. I got killed on that mother brain fight so many times, but I didn't realize you yeah. could like break it down piece by piece and then go fill up and come back. God damn yeah. it. Yeah. You can actually, you know, uh, ha have all five of the barriers down and then go. Because uh, the Metroids, as long as you don't, you know, run and get swarmed by them, you freeze them, you blow them up with the five missiles. Uh, but they give you a shit ton of life and or uh, 
uh, missiles. So like you can re you can restock it re restock in no time. Oh, son of that, a bitch! For the mother brain fight. <laughs> I was gonna uh, say I'll remember that for the next time I play it, but I'm never fucking playing <laughs> it again. But I will remember that for I don't know. I don't know why I'll fucking remember that, but I will. Uh, yeah. um, I don't, I didn't know that. I didn't know. That. And I also, I, I like that mother brain fight. And then I love that you have the escape sequence afterwards where you have to get out before it explodes. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like I, when I had that, I'm like, well, this is pretty sound. I'm like, but it wasn't standard. I, I can't think of a game that came out before this that had that. Me neither. I know it's like a tradition now, but, yeah. uh, you're right. Like, I don't remember another game like that. Yeah. 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 I loved that. I love the whole ending of the game. I thought it was really cool. Um, I love the big twist at the end. We all know now that Samus is a woman, but like yeah. in 1987, like I is uh, fuck. No, no, never mind. Cause someone's going to be like Miss Pac-Man, but like maybe this isn't the first game that stars a female protagonist, but it's one of, um, it's one of, and I think one of the most famous ones. And I mean, like they, uh, they they decided it early on, but they purposely made it misleading. Like the instruction booklet says he in a few yeah. spots. Yeah. Now that said, I'm giving them credit for using a female protagonist, but I'm giving them partial credit because I get that it's like a twist, but I like it. I guess it like I don't know. It, I uh, never like in ninth. I don't mean just disrespectfully toward any of our female listeners or women or anything, but like in 1987, it wasn't nearly as predominant as it is today to be like give like like now you see lots of games with lead female protect and it's awesome right like but like it wasn't as big of thing in 1987 so i don't know if it would have made a big difference to put it on the cover and be like oh look it's a female uh so i guess i'm i was gonna be like they put it in there but they also hit it really well but i don't really know if it would have made a difference in 1987 if that makes sense um yeah no but i i do love it i love samus like i I even like playing her as her in Smash Brothers, even though I fucking suck at Smash Brothers. Um, yeah, no, she's usually one of my go-to characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's, I just, she's just such a badass. I just, I just love her. Um, I like the other thing I got a kick out of, and I, and actually, I'm curious what you think because you're a much bigger Metroid fan than I am. I like Metroid, but I know you're a bigger Metroid fan than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was really cool just seeing where the series started. Yeah, and that that was like this was one of my secret chains. Is that you know as much as I love the series and I I played uh, all of them, including other M, uh, like I had had never played this one, so it was definitely nice to revisit where it all began. And you can definitely see where the the building blocks for for the later games came from. Yeah, like I can't think of another franchise that I really like, but I've never played the first one of. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm thinking like Mega Man, Mario, Zelda, Punch-Out, Mario Kart, Sonic. Like, I can think of so many franchises where I played the first one. And this is one of those ones where I'm like, I, I really like the Metroid games that I've played. I think Super Metroid is almost perfect. Like, it's almost the perfect video game. Yeah. Um, it's but one of my I, favorite. Yeah, it's 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 phenomenal, but I'd never seen where it started. So I'm like, I don't have a ton of urge to play this again, but like, and I'm sure you feel the same and this like in this weird way, I have this sense of uh, like I feel like I've 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 crossed like I've I've filled a hole in my gaming life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like yeah, I know uh... it's just a weird fucking it's just 
Like I can go back and play Mario and I can go back and play Zelda and I can go back and play almost all like Kirby and Mega Man and all those. Like, I don't know if I can go back to this one. And and on that note, I mean, I, I my favorite thing about the Super Nintendo is that it takes so many of my favorite NES franchises and pumps them full of steroids and makes them better. And I would I would argue there's not an NES to SNES franchise that made a bigger jump in quality and playability and enjoyability than Metroid did. I I agree with you. Like every. Everything about Super Metroid, like aside from the fact that if you took out the the baby Metroid, which is you know um, because it takes place after Metroid Two, it's basically it's almost just a remake of this one. I mean, you're playing in the same world. Uh, like I mean, early on in the Metroid game, you go through the original where you fight Mother Brain in the original game. Yeah. Uh, like it it it's just it it's like a a remake improvement of of the original Metroid. It does everything in this game does. Super Metroid also does and does a little bit better. Yeah, like I can't think of another I can't think of another main Nintendo franchise. Not even a Nintendo franchise, but like a a franchise that was on the NES and then made the leap to Super Nintendo because it's not just the Marios and the Zeldas and the Kirbys, but like Contra. Although while Contra, no, no, Contra, Castlevania, uh, like there's so many that were NES games and SNES games where I would be like, if you're new to the franchise, start with the NES ones. You know, just play them. They're great games. This is maybe the only one where I would be like, unless you feel the need to be like a completionist and see where it started, I'd be like, you could skip this one. And I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. And it says Nintendo Power ranked Metroid 11th on their list of best games for a Nintendo console. Uh, it was ranked 7th by Game Informer and 69th by Electronic Gaming Monthly on their top 100 games lists. I gotta say, dude, like, I'm curious what you think. I've played a lot of NES games and I respect the shit out of what this game did. This game is not even getting a sniff at my top 20 NES games list. No. No. I mean... I can't remember a lot of Nintendo games, which is part of part of the issue. But no, like I mean, it's I love the series and I love everything that came after. But this game itself is is not quite that high. Like as much as I love it, and and there's a few things that I want to get into that in particular that I love. But it's it's at the at the time it came out, it really wasn't anything special. Like everything special about this came after. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they just picked they like they went they went into it like and just picked out all the best elements and then like, frankly, I mean I don't know how well this game sold. Uh, I'm just looking right here reception. Metroid was a commercial success, reported to be famous and very popular by 1989. Okay, so so it must have sold well, but like I I feel like Nintendo, dude. God only knows, everyone listening to this, Nintendo lets franchises die. We all know. Like, where the fuck is F-Zero? Like, Nintendo will yeah. not hesitate to let a franchise die if they don't think it's worth bringing back. Thank fuck they made Super Metroid. Because I, I mean, I frankly didn't realize this game had sold as well as it did. But, like, I could have seen them being like, no, nobody could beat it. We're not making another one. Everybody thought it was too hard. You know what I mean? Like, this could have died on the vine. I'm glad that they kept going back to it, so... Um, well, and the fact that like they made Super Metroid, and and that that's the third game. Like, there's a Metroid too that even fewer people had heard of than this one. Yeah, I've certainly. Is it any good? I've never played. That's the Game Boy one, right? Uh, that's 
Yeah, that's game by one. Uh, I I really like it. Um, it's it, it does a lot of the things that this one does. It, it gave us the iconic the shoulder pads for the various suits. Oh, nice. Because you couldn't differentiate because of color because Game Boy. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you know, yeah. So there's definitely things that I really like it. I I definitely say check it out at some point. Yeah, I will. But, Metroid uh, seems like it'd be right at home on a Game Boy too. Like exploring yeah, it, and everything. Yeah. It feels like it'd be a good fit. Yeah. So, so I'll ask so, you, like, I feel like I've blown my load. I don't know what else I have to say about this game. You said there's a couple things about it. You love that you wanted it. What else? What else? Like, what have we, what do you, what do you got? Like, what have we missed? The music and the atmosphere. Oh, the I, music. I cannot, yes. I cannot think of another Metro or another Nintendo game that was better at setting, setting an atmosphere than this one. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean like that, that's iconic for, for Metroid games. Um, and, and, but it's like, you know, the, and, you know, we talked about how the, the backgrounds were all black, but the, like you throw in the right music and, and, and honestly, even just the sound effects, like the, the creatures all have like the, the screeches and things, even in, in bad 8-bit audio or whatever the 8-bit equivalent of the audio is. Yeah. Yeah. It it sound alien and creepy and it really works. Yeah. Dude, I never thought of that, but you're right. The atmosphere, like. Like, obviously, you're going deeper and deeper into this cave and, like, exploring this or whatever you want to call it. And uh, it does feel like that. Like, every time I found an elevator, whatever thing, to take me down, like, you would get that sense of just, like, oh, fuck. You know, I'm like, am I going into somewhere that's too powerful for me? Like, what what's waiting for me down there? And you feel like you're just slowly going, like, deeper and deeper and deeper. And uh, yeah. you're right. It is kind of... It's going to sound stupid considering it's an NES. Like it almost it almost has hints of like a claustrophobic feeling. It really does. Um in a good way, in a great fucking way. I never even thought of that. You're right. I never even thought of that. Yeah, like I mean I I like a lot of Nintendo games, but I can't think of anything that, that set a tone or set an atmosphere better than this one did. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. And then you're right. The music fucking you'll have already heard some of the music everybody listen to this episode. The music fucking slaps. And, yeah. and I, and I correct me if I'm wrong. I, it's been a couple of months and maybe I'm just having a brain fart, but like you, when you pick up an item in this game, it plays that classic, like, na 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 like it's just yeah. a very like chip tune version of it. Doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love that. That, that opening a chest or like, just yes. To, to the iconic, I got something. They run through my head anytime I pick up anything in real life. Too. Yeah. I love that sound of And actually, just quickly, at the very beginning of this game, when it first starts, you you you're stuck between those two pillars. And if you go to the right side of the screen, or to go to your right or whatever, uh, you you carry on with the game. If you go to the left, right away the morph ball ability is there. And yeah. I got to say, man, the, when I picked that up, I was like, because that's like, listen, the morph ball is up there with the mushroom from Mario as like one of the more iconic abilities slash power-ups you can get in video games. And I, I, yep. it just put a smile on my face to get that morph ball in the first like two seconds. You don't get the bobs fucking forever. Oh, and that pissed me off because those stupid fucking pokey head guys that walk along the ground. And until you yeah. get the bomb, you can't hit them unless you can find a way to get below them or let them get above you. Like yeah, you, can't yeah, you can't duck and play, shoot. You can't duck and shoot in this game. Uh, uh, the wave beam theoretically can hit them, but of course the wave beam is a pain in the ass to find and we already covered it's kind of pointless. Yeah, yeah. You have the bobs before you get the wave beam. Yeah. But 
I fucking hated those. I hated those little fuckers so much because like, yeah. I like give me those fucking weird looking bat dragon things that fall down from the ceiling. At least I can shoot them. Those yeah. little, th- those little slow moving spiky hair guys are like, imagine Goombas in Mario, but you can't ever touch them. Like you can't ju- They're just so, I guess that's what the spiky things that Lakitu throws out are, but like so goddamn annoying. I fuck. They pissed me off so much sometimes. Ah, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so that one, and then uh, I, I think I mentioned it earlier, but just just the the character and the design and the sprite design, I think was like that. That was pushing what you could manage to get through with eight bit graphics yeah. on everything other than, other than Samus. Yes, and, for some uh, reason you're right. Like, and I mean to be fair, like it was their first time with Samus, so maybe they were just like, well, that's what we want her to look like. But like. I'm looking at a like I'm looking at the box art to this game right now, and like Samus just looks like like she's wearing like a yellow scuba suit with red knee pads, and then yeah. like a motocross helmet. Yeah, and and you're right, the no shoulder pads make all the difference. Like those giant shoulder pads are so badass. They add yeah. so much. But you're right, every enemy looks so dope, and then Samus just looks kind of crappy. Yeah, and like and I mean. Yeah. It's it's weird to me as someone who's who's played all the Metroid games to see Kraid so small, but he still like he still looks exactly the same. He's still the pot belly spikes coming out of his for some reason, you know, like that Ridley looks like the space pterodactyl dragon that he is. Yeah. Uh, Mother Brain looks fucking amazing. Yeah, Mother Brain that looks is, fucking rad. One of the best uh character designs in a Nintendo game ever. And yeah. I will fight yeah. any Agreed. Yeah, I'm a complete like I've said it on the show a hundred times. Like I am I almost have like a fetish for pixel art. Like I love the way it looks so much. But you're right, yeah. Everything looks great except Samus. For some well, whatever, yeah. you know, doesn't matter. But you're right, just looks she looks kind of shitty. Um fuck man, I think I th- I think we like we I feel like we've literally covered like every square inch of this fucking game. Um yeah, so um, I'm I'm curious. I, I think I know the answer. You haven't played the the Game Boy Advance remake, Zero Mission, for this, right? I have not. No. Is it good? Okay. Uh, yeah, it is. It uh, came out either a little bit before, a little bit after Fusion. It was made by the same team. Oh. Um, I mean, aside from the like, it's a retelling of this game, but they it's not the same map or anything. That's definitely uh, if you want to get the story of this game and not play this game, go for that one. Yeah, I mean, I got to say, like, admittedly, my my experience with Metroid is minimal. Like, I've played Super Metroid a hundred times. Now I've played this yeah. one. I played Metroid Fusion, which was fucking fire. I played Metroid Dread, which was one of my favorite games on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, and then I've played about half of Metroid Prime. I got to go back and play Metroid Prime again. I do... I would be shocked if I like Metroid Prime as much as I... I just prefer 2D to 3D, you know? Yeah, same same here. Like, I mean, I, I like Metroid Prime. I love Metroid Prime 2, but they're completely different games than, than the 2D Metroid. Yeah, yeah. But I'm in. Like, I'm a fan. I really want to play the second one on the Game Boy, and I really want to play uh, Zero Mission. You know what? Just quickly, like, we were... So, I don't know when this episode is going to go live, but Daniel and I are recording this about 24 hours after the Ninja Turtles Cowabunga collection came out. And... That collection is fire, by the way. It's really, really well done. But we've been kind of, like, in my streams and stuff, just talking about classic series where we'd like to see these collections re-released because, like, it's become such a common thing. Like, just off the top of my head, 
like obviously there's tons of Sega collections. There's the Sonic Origins collection. There's the Cowabunga collection. There's Contra. There's Castlevania. There's so many of them. Like, how rad would a Metroid collection be? Uh, I w- I would love it. And I mean, you're if you're throwing in the, like the Metroid Prime and Hunters or whatever that DS one was, then I, I don't know how well that would translate to the collection. Like, you could definitely get you know, a good eight, nine, 10 games. Even if you just went like NES, Game Boy, Super Nintendo, like GBA, like even if you just went with those, like that'd be a really wild collection. Cause like, is there a, I'll ask you this. Maybe the GameCube is the other answer, but like, is there like Game Boy Advance games are just lost in space right now. They, they, they are. And I don't know why, because they're so good. I know. So many good. And, and just about every genre. Aside yeah, from maybe fight games. Like I didn't play uh, like I get a lot of shit from listeners because I don't cover more GBA games, but I didn't play a lot of GBA when it came out. And now that I'm catching up, I'm like, man, this fucking like Metroid Fusion was out fucking standing. You can find that episode in our archives. Daniel was actually my guest. That game is fucking fire. And I'm like, oh. and listen, I'm really hoping that this by the time this episode goes live, I would love nothing more than for Nintendo have been like, hey, we're adding GBA games to Nintendo Switch Online. I I would love that. But as of the time we're recording this, that hasn't been said. And it sucks because that, that console is so good. And I feel like Metroid would have been so at home on that. Like, Fusion's great. I got to play the Zero Mission game. That would have been such a great play. Like, Metro again, we were talking about Metroid 2 on Game Boy. Even playing this one on the Switch, like, sure, it would have been cool playing it on the NES in 1987. But, like, in my opinion, Metroid just fits handheld. Like, she's a handheld <laughs> franchise. Like it, it's a perfect game if you're sitting on a bus or train or something. Like you know, you can if you've got a handheld, you can pull it out, you can play it for a little bit. Uh, it's a great game when you get stuck on something. You're like, yo, I need to put this down for ten minutes and go and and do something and then come back, and and you know, your brain has figured out how you get past that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, I like listen. I feel like Metroid. I just feel Metroidvanias as a whole are better portable. Um, yeah, I agree. Like I played Hollow Knight, Guacamelee, Ori. Like, I, like I, they're all great on on handhelds. Um, but Metroid, like, I will always, and I think you agree. I think most people, like, I will always consider Samus to be like the queen of the Metroidvania. Like, this is yep. her genre. And, oh, absolutely. And I mean, there are games that do Metroidvanias. I don't want to say better, but you know, like as well, or do their own twist on them. Yeah. You know, if if you tell me there's a, there's a new Metroid game out, I'm, I'm you know, yeah, it's hundred percent, dude. Yeah. Like example A, dude. When they announced Metroid Dread last year out of nowhere, a 2D Metroid game, like people lost their fucking minds. Like yeah. that, and that game did really really well too. Yeah. Like I don't know where the fuck that came from. Um. So then, okay, before we score this thing, I'll just quickly, sorry, everybody, I know we're kind of going on a tangent about Metroidvanias, but I just, I'll ask you, Daniel, because I know you're a big fan of the genre as well, as you said. Uh, What's your favorite, I'll I'll put you on the spot, what's your favorite Metroidvania? Probably Super Metroid. Super Metroid, fair enough. Uh, I mean, it it was the first first one, it's what got me into the genre. Um, there are lots of things that I think do be- do it better than that, but like that, that's always going to be one of my go-to go-tos. It's one of my favorite games. Uh, it's not, not the best game. It's not the, it's not even the best in the Metroidvania, but it's definitely my favorite one. I get that. Uh, I like, it's like, I, I, Super Mario world is my favorite platformer, even though there's better platformers. So I get that. Um, I just, cause I was thinking about it. I'm like, I think 
I just want to sneak a plug in for it. I know I've plugged it many times. I think I'm, I might. I might have to go with Hollow Knight. I fucking love that goddamn that, that game. Would be, that would be a very close second. Hollow Knight is is such an amazing game, and it, and the whole atmosphere thing that we were talking about in this one, yeah, Hollow Knight does, does as well. Oh. Dude, imagine the this Metroid. Imagine this game in the art style of Hollow Knight, like that hand drawn art uh, style. Uh, oh. Uh, oh, I'm hard. I would, fucking turns me on. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, all right, we're done. I I think I made it awkward with that. We should wrap this up. Uh, yeah. yeah. How the fuck do we score this thing? You can get 250 missiles, I think, anyways. I'll take it. I was about to say I died a million times. But so 250 is a much more reasonable scale. All right. Then the the, the ball is in your court. What would you score Metroid for the NES at a 250? And and again, like this is thinking about it, like at the time and and in the generation that came out, I'm probably leaning about 225, 230, somewhere around there. Like it, it, it was very like even at the time, like you could see that they they were onto something with this style of play. Sure. And I mean, I could listen. I could listen to that music all day long. Yeah. Man, this like, is he, he, the original chiptune version version of those themes. Like I could listen in the atmosphere. Yeah, the music's fucking music's fire. I man, I don't know. I I'm so torn on this one because I'm like, well, I love the genre. This game's too fucking hard. But I respect what it did for Metroidvanias, but I never want to play it again. And so I'm like, fuck, so, what do I... I don't know. What the fuck? I, I'll i probably give it like... Taking its, taking its legacy and its impact out of the equation, I'd probably give it like a 160, 170 out of 250. But once I throw yeah. in what it did, I'm getting up around that 200 mark. I respect... I have too much respect for it to give it a bad grade. But I don't yeah. ever want. I never want to play this fucking game again in my life, yeah. ever. Although it's it's fun. Yeah, uh, the, there is a really easy code that lets you play in the in the uh, the the uh, bikini or not the bikini, the the bathing suit, uh, right from the start of the game, and that makes it a little bit more enjoyable. That does make it a little bit more enjoyable. But I still, I I fucking, you know, I like when you play on Nintendo Switch Online. So many games have those special editions where you're halfway through the game with some powers and stuff. That's yeah. the only way I would consider going back to this game would be to use one yeah. of those. Maybe. But even then, I'm like, I'll just play Super Metroid. I don't I have no urge to yeah. suffer through this again. Yeah. Go so. play Super Metroid and, and rage about trying to jump off the wall. Yeah. I have a I have a sinking feeling that someday I'm gonna record an episode the exact same as this, but about Kid Icarus. Um <laughs> and maybe I don't I would I would argue that Kid Icarus isn't nearly the franchise that Metroid is. Like as far as there's success goes, but two Kid Icarus games. There's I, the original, and there's that the 3DS one that came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's like it's like I've always said. Actraiser is like my one big void on the SNES, my my SNES bingo card. And now that I'm done Metroid, I feel like Kid Icarus is my one big void on my NES bingo card. Yeah. So I will get there eventually, but uh, you should probably at some point. Yeah, but no, no time soon. Metroid ruined ruined Kid Icarus for me. So I'm not going back to another tough NES game anytime soon. Uh, buddy, that was fun. I like that. That was good. Uh, it took 35 years. Finally played fucking Metroid. So thank you very much, Daniel, as always, uh, for coming on the show and for chatting Metroid with me, buddy. I appreciate it. Anytime.
that's going to do it for this week's episode. Daniel, thank you so much for not only giving me a call to talk Metroid, but for grinding your way through it uh, just for the podcast. I've, I appreciate it. And to every single one of you nerds listening to this right now, whether this was your first to remember the game or your 214th or maybe some other number, I don't know. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. If you thought this show didn't suck, leave us a nice review. I don't know what they accomplish, but the good podcasts ask for them and we want to be one of the good podcasts. So we're going to ask for it as well. Leave us a nice review somewhere. I'd, I'd really appreciate that. And if you want more of this, if you can't get enough of my shit voice and you're like, I need more, there are literally hundreds of bonus podcasts and two to three additional podcasts every single week waiting for you at patreon.com slash remember the game. Subscriptions start at just $2 a month and 5% is going to be donated to Stoller Children's Hospital. So you keep my lights on. We help some kids and you get a ton of podcasts to listen to while you're at work and you don't want to listen to your stupid boss. Uh, I will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow for all of our patrons with, or pardon me, with expansion pass. Uh, what are we at? 128, I think, which is gamer confessions. Number three, as highly anticipated as any episode we've ever done on expansion pass. I'll be back with game patch on Friday, where we'll talk about the Nintendo direct this week and anything else that breaks in the world of gaming. And I'll be back next week with remember the game number 215, which will be another one of our revisited episodes where we talk mega man X, baby. I'm so excited for that. Uh, I have got to thank some patrons as I'm contractually obligated to do and get the fuck out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I will talk to you on the next one. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And as such, I have promised to say all their names on the podcast and probably butcher a whole bunch of them in the same time. So a massive thank you to... Makeshift Mallow Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, Best Podcast Advice, James Clark, Robert Lippa, King Bahamut, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Doran, Charlie Medeiros, Andrew Wright, Jordan, Fraser Burns, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Aaron Lawson, Nathan Tromblay, A Town, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, G9PSX, Mercury869, Wolfgang Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Chris Coplin, Doogie, Matt McLean, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny CCDC, Joel LeBlanc, Squints, Chowdy Loudy, Titan 420, Zonko 504, Russell Aldridge, Jet Bergeron, Captain N, Game Nomad Misi, Nerdy Retro Gamer 86, Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Randy Beeridge, Barrage, fuck, I was doing good too, Inhuman Sumo, Thomas Simmons, Just a Fish, Noob Q, Super Dad Bros Podcast, Denzalo, Holmes, Tommy, Zach Shepard, Chris Dickin, Matthew D'Amico, Dajau1k1t, FrostyFeet492, Triple, Austin Cook, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Austin Price, Aaron Price, God damn it, Dakabai, Ray San Wontonga, I'm going to finish this. Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Phil McCracken, Sid's Good Leg, Trav H, Mizuru, Nicholas Chaffee, David Marcus, Jacob Adams, Phil Lencher, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Riley Turvey, Nick Amos, Jake Carter, Mexican Johnny, C-Spin, Thomas Smith, Ian Keg, Black, or fuck's sakes. My phone is like, someone is texting me like crazy right now, and I'm trying to read off the shoutouts, but I keep looking down at my phone, and it's just ruining me. I'm turning it over here so I don't see it anymore. I think it's someone canceling a comedy gig too. Fuck me. Blake Gregory, Nicola, Munch Makuchi, D-Boy Mup, 
DB Muppet. Fuck me. Leroy Westrich, Dark Squall, Jerry the 3D Printed Sostrich, Russell Sag, Sag Russell, Evolva, Sean Ramos, DB Cooper, Stud Still Smash, Mojo the Helper Monkey, Solid Rake, Brant Hewitt, Gabe, Dan Fuselman, Aaron Mitson, Fuzzy99, Decoy Man, John Jameson, Wyatt the Surgeon who's not a Surgeon Row, Tyler Nightmare, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Scary Terry, Bucky Duck, Benjamin Swiller, Creature Club, Pet My Peeve Podcast, Hagel Waffle, Esteban Navarro, KH, Jimothy, Joe Stone, Chris Williams, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Evil Skywalker, Nicole Novak, Cody Richardson, General Fury, Salty by Design, Jason Workman, Dem Boys on the Roof, Oh What the Fuck, LOL, Max Lagroom, James Juan Francesco, The Jamadian Nightmare, Matt Hamilton, Nomad, James Black, Drugs Are Bad, MK, Sam Carpenter, Nerdy Hybrid, Tug Jones, Adam Fletcher, Colin Bollinger, Justified 01, Lucas, Joey Mercury, You Lick My Butt, IR Jackal, Theoran, Squeak Nuts, Isaias, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Lance Jones, Brian Neese, Christian Gabriel, Maverick Marty, Musty Beetle, Big Poppy Logan, Phil Vow, John M. Watkins, Vero, Vers Vega, Versio, fuck, Beef Dingleberry, Michael Barjudina, Barjudina, Michael B., Hitchy Poo, David Dam Daniel Matthews, Arctic Fission, Romaldo Marquez, Connor McCann, Bulma Simp, Mark Neely, Neely, I don't even care if I say them wrong anymore, Darren Dickey, Trevor McKee, Quiet Place Queen, Cam Nelly 23, Zamato Skillerooney, Angelo Leonardo, Lugnut, Scott Weiss, Edgemaster P, oh my god, it froze, Bobby Litton, Roger Russell, tight, tight. Taylor Lynn White, Kia Pup, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out, and Works For Me. Oh my god, that was the worst ever. Oh. oh purple monkey dishwasher. Fuck. Meow.